Good morning. This is Sister Lisa coming to you from the Ill, the Edwin Elder Library. And as I've told you, some of my listeners in the past, Edwin Elder was a missionary. And uh, uh, she was a missionary to Pakistan and to Africa. And she was a wonderful worker, a woman of God in the church that I attended in Hutchison, Kansas. She was our pastor's mother. And a lot of us called her Grandma Elder or Mom Elder to distinguish her from the pastor's wife, which was sister. We called my, it was my my mom's sister, uh, called her Aunt Sandy. <laughs> Outside of church, but church functions, we called her Sister Elder. And um, so um, Edwin Elder was my pastor, Uncle Carl's mother, and um over the years, she has been influenced over my husband and my life. And my husband wanted to start a library while we were the youth leaders there in the Hutchison Church, Apostolic Faith Tabernacle, um, in honor of Sister Elder. And so um, I took my daughters, my young daughters, around. And basically, it was my oldest daughter that was the one that went into different businesses, factories, with a basket of um, suckers, lollipops that I'd made. Um, and sold them for 50 cents a piece way back on way back then sold them for 50 cents a piece and um we raised money to buy these books and we were going to put them in the church there in Hutchison Kansas but there was uh, that's about the same time they were starting a school in the church and there just was nowhere to put a, a library uh, to put the shelf so we ended up having it in our home and um, when we moved it came with us and so it has grown substantially over the years. We have a lot of books. In fact, I have so many books that I can't find two right now that I'm looking for. I'm looking for The Conquest Through Prayer by Dinsmore Holman that my husband talked about in one of his sermons. Um, one of his tapes that I was listening to, he mentioned that book. And I, I used to see him carry that book. He had it a lot. And it should be around here somewhere. But I can't locate it at the moment. And then I was talking to Melissa. We have a DVD set, The Daniel Fast. I was talking to her about that, that Mark got me one year. And I said, it has a book with it. And we've looked in the cookbooks, can't find it. We looked on the shelf with um, diet and um, nutritional books, can't find it. And um, it's like, well, it's somewhere. There's like (laughs) things like that. It's so frustrating when you can't find something. But when you have so many, when you have so many things and you don't have them cataloged, it makes it hard so anyway um that's what the edwin elder library is about and this podcast is an honor it's a continuation of the honor to sister edwin elder a wonderful wonderful influence in my life um i used to go teach bible studies with her and um, i used to tell melissa my daughter melissa that one year during communion and foot washing i remember the year that there she was now on the floor in front of me washing my feet and praying over me and then when it was my turn to wash her feet I got to pray and wash her feet wonderful woman of God I know a lot of people don't like foot washing if you don't know what that is that's um you you know they usually separate the men from the women different areas of the church or even different nights sometimes just a time of praying and just humility it is. A lot of people don't like to get their feet washed. They don't want people to see their feet. Um, they think it's gross, different things. But when you do, 
Um, and then um, sometimes churches just separate family to family or you're washing just your family's feet. And um, of course, then I don't do that at home too sometimes. It's not something you do very often, but when you do, it's in remember what Jesus did when he washed the disciples' feet. When he, Peter says, no, Lord. And um, Jesus told him that if he didn't do this, wouldn't have a part with him and then Peter's like oh Lord not just my feet but my head also uh, in those days they wore sandals and their feet got dirty and it was like a it was a an honor to get your feet washed and we don't do that we don't wear sandals anymore but every once in a while every once in a while you need to just at least at least do it unto the Lord and I know it, it this probably doesn't this probably won't bode well but sometimes when I'm washing my own feet I'll, I'll pray over my feet I say Lord please put your hand on my feet I said how beautiful are the feet of them that carry the gospel you know um, we got to take care of ourselves too and everything that we do do it as unto the Lord it's not necessarily to replace what the the community the commune community the church the family of God um, being able to one another but sometimes just get in your secret closet and just ask God to anoint you, to anoint your head, to anoint your hands, to anoint your mouth, to anoint your feet, that we can be vessels of honor unto Him. So we're on page 185 of The Power of a Praying Husband by Stormy O. Martian, chapter 17, Her Work. The perfect woman, according to the Bible, is a hard worker. The, this woman creates, manages, and provides. She buys and sells property, a real estate agent. She plants a vineyard, a gardener. She makes clothing, a seamstress. And she sells it, a retailer. She is a woman of strength, energy, and vision who works into the night and knows that she, what she has to offer is good. In the midst of it all, she takes care of her family, gives to the poor, and makes her husband proud. He is blessed by the excellence of all she does. Proverbs 31. If this is what your wife aspires to, she needs your help. Frankly, I'm exhausted just reading about it. Every woman works, but some are more appreciated for what they do than others. Many wives work because they want to contribute financially to the family. Many work simply because they enjoy what they do. Others have abilities that are valuable to people who are willing to pay for them. For many women, maintaining a home and raising children is their work, and they take it seriously and want to do well. For other women, ministry opportunities or volunteer activities are their work. No matter what the particulars of your wife's work, it gives her fulfillment and the satisfaction of accomplishment if it makes life better for others. But she needs your prayers and support. Don't be hesitant to encourage your wife to be all she can be in her work. It won't mean that she will no longer need you when she is successful. In fact, quite the opposite. It will cause her to need you even more. If you support your woman in prayer, she will not get arrogant and cocky when the blessings roll in. She will not think, look how great I am. I don't need him. Well, I can do better without him. That's what women think who are married to men who don't encourage and support them in prayer. Your wife will never become so complete that she doesn't need you. Her success will never undermine your position in her life. It will elevate it. Your prayers will mean so much to her that she will become addicted to them. Remember, the two of you are one, and what happens to her happens to you. You need fewer feel. You will need never feel intimidated by her success. So, 
there you go. And remember, I told you before the times that my husband told me that I was good at what I did doing my child care. He, those last two weeks of his life when he was so sick and couldn't go to work, he, he was home. Those two weeks, you know, I talk about how he was never here. Well, those last two weeks, he was. And though he spent a lot of that time in bed because he wasn't feeling well, he still was able to get up and, and walk around for most of it. And, um, and he would see me at work. And I say, yeah. I say, I do good when you don't get in there and route the kids. He was staying away from them because he was, he had that cough and uh, that pneumonia. And he didn't know what all it was. So he was staying away. He was quarantined himself from the children, but he could see me and observe me. And he said, I was good at what I do. And, you know, I hold on to that. That, oh man, that makes me feel so good. It makes me feel so good to know that he, you know, he, he, saw he got to see that and um so yes husbands encourage your wives tell them they're doing a great job Uh, notice them notice them and wives support your husbands and tell them you know that they're a hard worker and that you need them and that together y'all are a team amen well god bless you have a wonderful day bye-bye This is Sister Lisa coming to you from the ILL, the Edwin Elder Library. And as I've told you, some of my listeners in the past, Edwin Elder was a missionary. And uh, uh, she was a missionary to Pakistan and to Africa. And she was a wonderful worker, a woman of God in the church that I attended in Hutchison, Kansas. She was our pastor's mother. And a lot of us called her Grandma Elder or Mom Elder to distinguish her from the pastor's wife, which was sister, we called my, it was my my mom's sister, uh, called her Aunt Sandy, <laughs> outside of church, but church functions, we called her sister elder, and um, so um, Edwin the elder was my pastor, Uncle Carl's mother, and um, over the years, she has been an influence over my husband and my life. And my husband wanted to start a library while we were the youth leaders there in the Hutchison Church, Apostolic Faith Tabernacle, um, in honor of Sister Elder. And so um, I took my daughters, my young daughters, around. And basically, it was my oldest daughter that was the one that went into different businesses, factories, with a basket of um, suckers, lollipops that I'd made. Um, and sold them for 50 cents a piece way back on way back then sold them for 50 cents a piece and um we raised money to buy these books and we were going to put them in the church there in Hutchison Kansas but there was uh that's about the same time they were starting a school in the church and there just was nowhere to put a, a library uh to put the shelf so we ended up having it in our home and um when we moved it came with us and so it has grown substantially over the years. We have a lot of books. In fact, I have so many books that I can't find two right now that I'm looking for. I'm looking for The Conquest Through Prayer by Denzel Holman that my husband talked about in one of his sermons. Um, one of his tapes that I was listening to, he mentioned that book. And I, I used to see him carry that book. He had it a lot. And it should be around here somewhere. But I can't locate it at the moment. 
and then I was talking to Melissa. We have a DVD set, the Daniel Fast. I was talking to her about that. That Mark got me one year. And I said, it has a book with it. And we've looked in the cookbooks, can't find it. We looked on the shelf with uh, diet and um, nutritional books, can't find it. And um, like, well, it's somewhere. There's like <laughs> things like that. It's so frustrating when you can't find something. But when you have so many, when you have so many things and you don't have them cataloged, it makes it hard. So anyway, um, that's what the Edwin Elder Library is about. And this podcast is an honor. It's a continuation of the honor to Sister Edwin Elder. A wonderful, wonderful influence in my life. Um, I used to go teach Bible studies with her. And um, I was telling Melissa, my daughter Melissa, that one year during communion and foot washing, I remember the year that there she was now on the floor in front of me washing my feet and praying over me. And then when it was my turn to wash her feet... I got to pray and wash her feet. Wonderful woman of God. I know a lot of people don't like foot washing. If you don't know what that is, that's, um, you, you know, they usually separate the men from the women, different areas of the church or even different nights sometimes. Just a time of praying and just humility. It is. A lot of people don't like to get their feet washed. They don't want people to see their feet. Um, they think it's gross, different things. But when you do... Um, and then um, sometimes churches just separate family to family or you're washing just your family's feet. And, um, of course, then I don't do that at home too sometimes. It's not something you do very often, but when you do, it's in remember what Jesus did when he washed the disciples' feet. When he, Peter says, no, Lord. And um, Jesus told him that if he didn't do this, wouldn't have no part with him and then Peter's like oh Lord not just my feet but my head also Uh, in those days they wore sandals and their feet got dirty and it was like a it was a an honor to get your feet washed and we don't do that we don't wear sandals anymore but every once in a while every once in a while you need to just at least at least do it unto the Lord and I know it, it this probably doesn't this probably won't bode well but sometimes when I'm washing my own feet I'll, I'll pray over my feet I say Lord please put your hand on my feet I said how beautiful are the feet of them that carry the gospel you know um, we got to take care of ourselves too and everything that we do do it as unto the Lord it's not necessarily to replace what the the communion the commune community the church the family of God um, being able to one another but sometimes just get in your secret closet and just ask God to anoint you, to anoint your head, to anoint your hands, to anoint your mouth, to anoint your feet, that we can be vessels of honor unto Him. So we're on page 185 of The Power of a Praying Husband by Stormy O. Martian, Chapter 17, Her Work. The perfect woman, according to the Bible, is a hard worker. This woman creates, manages, and provides. She buys and sells property, a real estate agent. She plants a vineyard, a gardener. She makes clothing, a seamstress, and she sells it, a retailer. She is a woman of strength, energy, and vision who works into the night and knows that what she has to offer is good. In the midst of it all, she takes care of her family, gives to the poor, and makes her husband proud. 
He is blessed by the excellence of all she does. Proverbs 31. If this is what your wife aspires to, she needs your help. Frankly, I'm exhausted just reading about it. Every woman works, but some are more appreciated for what they do than others. Many wives work because they want to contribute financially to the family. Many work simply because they enjoy what they do. Others have abilities that are valuable to people who are willing to pay for them. For many women, maintaining a home and raising children is their work, and they take it seriously and want to do well. For other women, ministry opportunities or volunteer activities are their work. No matter what the particulars of your wife's work, it gives her fulfillment and the satisfaction of accomplishment if it makes life better for others. But she needs your prayers and support. Don't be hesitant to encourage your wife to be all she can be in her work. It won't mean that she will no longer need you when she is successful. In fact, quite the opposite. It will cause her to need you even more. If you support your woman in prayer, she will not get arrogant and cocky when the blessings roll in. She will not think, look how great I am. I don't need him. Well, I can do better without him. That's what women think who are married to men who don't encourage and support them in prayer. Your wife will never become so complete that she doesn't need you. Her success will never undermine your position in her life. It will elevate it. Your prayers will mean so much to her that she will become addicted to them. Remember, the two of you are one, and what happens to her happens to you. You need fewer feel. You will need never feel intimidated by her success. So, there you go. And remember, I told you before the times that my husband told me that I was good at what I did doing my childcare. He those last two weeks of his life when he was so sick and couldn't go to work, he he was home. Those two weeks, you know, I talk about how he was never here. Well, those last two weeks, he was. And though he spent a lot of that time in bed because he wasn't feeling well, he still was able to get up and and walk around for most of it. And and he would see me at work. And I say, yeah. I say, I do good when you don't get in there and route the kids. He was staying away from them because he he had that cough and uh, that pneumonia. And he didn't know what all it was, so he was staying away. He was quarantined himself from the children, but he could see me and observe me, and he said I was good at what I do. And, you know, I hold on to that. That, oh, man, that makes me feel so good. It makes me feel so good to know that he, you know, he he saw. He got to see that. And um, so, yes, husbands, encourage your wives. Tell them they're doing a great job. Uh, notice them. Notice them. And wives, support your husbands and tell them you know that they're a hard worker and that you need them and that together you all are a team. Amen. Well, God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.